You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. This is going to be a good one. You ready? I'm ready. I have a great episode idea for you. All right, let's hear it. Actually, I have no idea if it's going to be good or bad, but that's on you to find out. That's usually the way it goes. It's hard it to is. tell beforehand. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So what I want you to learn about for me and the listeners of 30 Minute Expert Podcast is dun, 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 spam. The meat? Yeah, the meat. The meat product? Not the 50 emails you get before you wake up. Oh, right. Okay, good. I'm glad it's not that. Um, yeah, they are always in the morning. Remember that Theo Vaughn clip <laughs> yeah. the, uh, thing where he's talking about getting emails Best in the morning? Oh, uh, that was so funny. <laughs> that was very funny. But no, not that. Yes, the meat. Or is it meat? I honestly don't even know. The thing that you eat that comes in a can that, oh, fun. Did, have you ever eaten Spam? Uh, I think, yes. The answer is yes. I think only one time. Okay, I'm pretty positive I've eaten it never time. Oh, wow. Yeah. None times. That's why I really don't know anything about it, honestly. Um, okay, well, leave that part to me. Okay, I will. I I will and I shall. Okay, ta-ta. Ta-ta. Katie. Yes, Zachary. Have you ever been to Austin, Minnesota? No, I'm... Wait, no. I never even heard of that. Me neither. I never heard of it. I literally was like, that doesn't make any sense. Minnesota is a city. I always get Minnesota confused as a city. Do you confuse it with Minneapolis? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well... I've been to neither. Minnesota... Minnesota, the state or the city. Is this a U.S. state mm-hmm. in this country? Or have you lived your whole life, as far as I know? It's in the north, right? It is in the north. Borders Canada. But that's not the point. Okay. Uh, you realize that. This episode is about <laughs> spam. Yeah, I'm wondering why you're taking me to this cold place where they say, don't you know? Well, very good. Uh, the reason is because spam, the canned meat... Mm-hmm was invented in, I guess you could say it was invented in, sure, in uh, Austin, Minnesota. Interesting. Yes, in the year 1937. So it was created originally, and still is, it is a product of the Hormel Foods Company, which you've heard of. Yeah, what do they make? Hot dogs? Tons of stuff. Oh, okay. A lot of canned products. Uh, yeah, sh- I'm sure they make hot dogs, they make... Meat. Soups, they make whatever. Yeah. Oh, and a soup. Wow. I think so. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they definitely do. Okay. Uh, anyway, they're, they are a large food company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that company was started by a guy named George Hormel in, I believe, 1891. Wow. And yeah, he was quite successful uh, as a, a meat packer. I mean, obviously, you don't start a global brand. You start a very small business that glow, grows Excuse me, over the next... 130 years into a global brand. Why do they call it a meat packer? Like, what? Why? Why don't they call it a meat maker? 
or meat hacker because really they cut up a lot of meat too um i don't know where that name comes from because what are you packing it into i mean in this case i know we're talking about spam which comes in a can but that comes way later but you're right meat packer is a right. a weird name i've never like, really thought about cause it because i think about it because in new york there's meat packing district right. but it's like what what were they packing perhaps and this is just a guess maybe they are packing boxes that get shipped out and like really what they are is like a meat distributor and they call them a meat packer or something i don't know that's just a guess but then isn't everything that i don't really know i I, maybe it's just a weird word all Um, right sorry we'll we can move on okay uh george hormel starts a successful meat packing business Mm -hmm. and he's also a meat distributor by way of a market that he starts okay this is all in austin minnesota And he's doing well. You know, like the company's thriving. Good for him. 1891. So it didn't take much for something to be thriving. True. He made like 200 bucks a year and he was like, dang. Bingo. Uh, (laughs) Eventually, so this company lasts a while and eventually his son, Jay Hormel, takes over from father. Who's another guy? Uh, George. George George is the dad, and then his son, Jay, takes over. Got it. Um, And he took a trip to Germany in the late 1920s, and when he was there... dicey time. Could be. I don't uh, know. Yeah, probably pretty dang dicey. I mean, I guess... I'm sure Hitler wasn't, like, just showed up on a Tuesday, and then on a Thursday was World War II. I'm sure there was some real ramp up there, so I'd imagine the 1920s were dicey. Uh, yeah. At, at the very least, getting dicey. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe pretty chill. I really don't know that much about the history of Germany in I the know. 1920s. Ugh, we've never learned it. It's a shame. Okay. But that's not what this episode is about. <laughs> no. Fortunately for us right now, we are talking about <laughs> spam. Yeah, why are we talking about Germany? That was, you started it. <laughs> no, I you guess said I it. Said it. Yeah. Well, it's Jay Hormel's fault. He went there. Okay, why? Uh, I don't know why. Perhaps, I don't know. Maybe why are he was, you telling me he went then? I just thought that would be a fun thing to know. He took a trip to Germany. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay. When he was there, he met a guy who uh, owned his own meat shop. Perhaps they packed meat. I really don't know. And uh, this guy had developed a method of canning an entire ham. Whole, Whole ham. ham? Whole ham. Put it in a can, and then you can send it to your aunt. Send it to your neighbor anywhere you want. Was it a big can or was it like a surprisingly small can considering there's a whole ham in it? Uh, No, it was a big can. Like you still see this in the grocery store today. You go to any, I shouldn't say any grocery store, but like it's very common. Like in the, you know, kind of near where they have hot dogs and stuff like that. They have the, uh, I forget which, there's like, maybe Hormel still does this. Maybe they own this other company, but there's like a famous brand. Yeah. Is it like I don't a know, pull, famous is the right tab kind of Exactly. Can? It's a can yeah. that almost looks like a sardine can, yeah. but it's literally practically shoebox sized, yeah. right? Like it's yeah in that direction in terms okay. of how big it is. So it wasn't like we're like, oh my God, a whole ham is smushed into this tiny bit. It was more just like- It's a gigantic can. But it's in a can. Yes, a yeah, can big yeah. enough to hold a ham. Okay. Uh, ham, ham, ham. I'm saying ham a lot. <laughs> Jay Hormel saw this and he was like, that's awesome. We need that in America. Uh-huh. So he convinced this guy uh, named Thomas Yorn to come back to Austin, not Texas, Minnesota, mm-hmm. to help Hormel launch a brand of canned ham in America. Great. That's a great relationship. How lucky is this guy? He just has his own little shop in Germany. I shouldn't say it's little. Maybe it's great. But either way... 
he gets this guy from America who owns this huge yeah. meat packing company and is like, we need to can your hams in my country. Yeah. Uh, but this was not spam, right? Yeah. Honestly, you want to know something funny? So when you first said that, I my mind was blown and I was like, spam is an entire ham in a <laughs> tiny can. Are you nuts? I don't know what spam is. So I really, for a second, I was like, oh my God, all these years I've been thinking it's like, I don't know what it is. It's mystery meat, but it turns out it's just a whole ham. Okay, we got to talk about this. Did you think that Spam was a can just completely full of ham, like a a ham cut out to fit perfectly in this can? Or did you think they fit an entire ham? Yes, I thought you were going to tell me. Yes. Molecules in a way that allowed them to shrink Some it. Some kind fit of compression vacuum system. And now there's a whole ham in here. Yes. So you thought when you popped the top on a can of Spam, it was like <laughs> like, like that foam insulation you spray where you spray it out and it just grows. It's... You thought it would just grow into a full <laughs> no, size No, I didn't ham? think it was going to grow. I thought it was like when you get a smoothie or a green juice and they're like, you're drinking this one green juice, but did you know that there's four heads of lettuce and 17 cells? celery stalks and 40 apples and 39 pineapples in this green juice and you're like whoa that's what i thought it was like okay but all this happened in a very brief this is ham we're talking about (laughs) but this happened in a very brief second when you first said canned ham i didn't think this before this episode started you're right i shouldn't make fun of you for revealing your your innermost i uh, thought it would be fun i didn't know i was gonna be persecuted for it i'm sorry (laughs) all right but this was not spam no. This was the whole shoebox size hams that you can still get at the grocery store today, yep. which I've never had. You know, we should get one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I sounded... Like ham. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a fine idea. Let's try it. They've been try making them once. for 100 plus years. They can't be bad, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you think if it sucked, it wouldn't have lasted. Yeah. Like everything. Except they still make whole chickens in a can. Have you ever seen that? Only on the internet, and that is sickening. Oh, right? and on uh, Cutthroat Kitchen, they did that. Yes, but they're still making it. So my point is sometimes disgusting stuff lasts the test of time. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, in the years following that fateful meeting in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, the son – actually, yeah, Jay, the son, wasn't in charge yet. But shortly after, like early, mid-30s, he took over the company and introduced some very successful products um, – Dinty Moore Stew. Have you heard of that? That's no. why I said Stoops. What? Are you making a joke? No. <laughs> what? I've never heard of that. Why? <laughs> why? I don't know. Why would I have? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Okay. This is so insulting to the Hormel company <laughs> and brand. Don't you know we're trying to get corporate sponsors here? Oh, I'm sorry. I take it, but we'll cut that part out. There's no chance that the good people at Hormel are going to give us any funding. <laughs> it's true. Wait. Hold, take it back. I'll start over. Oh, Dinty's. <laughs> All right. Something's going on over here. I'm sorry. I've never heard of it. Dinty Moore <laughs> Beef Stew. How do you spell more? M-O-O-R-E. I don't know. It's a man's name, Dinty. <laughs> Haven't you heard of this? Okay. I have not. Anyway, <laughs> Dinty Moore Stew, and that's the last time we're going to say it, in Hormel Chili, 
were introduced by Jay. I've heard of that hormone chili. There we go. We got one, <laughs> finally. Uh, and um, among these new products was Spam. Oh, great. Yes. Okay. You can thank Jay Hormel for Spam. So Hormel had been producing luncheon ham, which is weird, a weird thing to hear. If you look up like, I mean, obviously luncheon is meat is where you get lunch meat, which we know in the U.S. to be like any, you know, from behind a deli counter, sliced meat that you put on a sandwich or on a platter or whatever. Um, But like luncheon ham, I think when they say, when they're talking about it here, that is the uh, the ham that you see that is like chopped and formed and made into a I don't know why this word grosses me out in this context but like a loaf um, you know so it's like it's like almost like ground up ham that's then like pressed into a loaf shape and then and then like cooked and then you slice that off and it comes off just like slices I know you're making a face and probably other people are too it sounds mm. weird but that's just you can go get that in any deli right now I promise it's you it's like turkey. Like sliced turkey is that like I I don't exactly know if it's like no sliced turkey is like a whole breast uh, I think I don't know all right I'll just take your word for it we got a, whoa, a whoa, loaf whoa. Don't of do ham that. that's sliced I never told anyone to take my word for it <laughs> uh, but yeah so they're producing these things that they sell at deli counters and they're like six pound uh, uh, loaves because mm-hmm. they're meant to be sliced off by someone behind the counter sure um, and. Jay Hormel was like, wouldn't it be cool if we had like a smaller family sized one of these loaves that we could sell straight to the consumer? Uh So rather than going getting slices at your grocery store, you just pick up this can and it's got rather than a, you know, a six pound loaf, it's got a 12 ounce loaf inside and you take that home and feed your family with it for dinner that night. You cut it up and cook it. Okay. Like no offense, but why don't you just want a regular ham? Uh, well, I guess the short answer is that Spam, and this is maybe jumping ahead a little bit, um, Spam is not ham. Okay. Especially in the, now there's ham in it, but in the beginning it was not ham, it was pork shoulder, which at the time was considered a less desirable piece of pork in the whole butchering process. So they were finding a way to make use of this cut of meat which is perfectly fine it's not a weird cut it's not mm-hmm. a gross cut there's not it's not like the snout it's it's just mm-hmm. something that people wasn't flying off the shelves yeah. for whatever reason so they figured out a way to repurpose this which frankly is much better than them just throwing it away right yeah absolutely yeah so uh so that's what it was at the time it was uh pork shoulder oh yeah apparently there's a guy named julius ziglet and uh, he's the guy who finalized the recipe for Spam, so you Ooh. can thank him for that. Thank you, Ziglet. Yeah. Um, fantastic chef, this guy. Chef Ziglet. He, uh, <laughs> he figured out that you could take a pork shoulder and mm-hmm. add salt, sugar, water, and sodium nitrate. I think that What's has that? I, that, it's the something to do with yeah, exactly that allows you to can it and it can sit on a shelf for two years. Um, but that's like – that's – it maybe wait what there's one more pork shoulder water oh sugar salt and sodium nitrate yeah i think the, you said that okay in the beginning those are the only five ingredients in spam that's pretty impressive nowadays hardly anything has five ingredients only so i know well job, you'll be delighted to know that today spam has those same five ingredients with the addition of just one ingredient and that is ham now uh-huh. the first ingredient is pork with ham and i 
suspect that they started adding ham to it simply to like so there was ham in it so it's not so confusing <laughs> when people are like wait it's not ham it's like no there is ham in it but like really in the, in the beginning it was yeah. there was no ham it was pork shoulder um but now like the ingredients uh-huh. are pork with ham water sugar salt sodium nitrate that's why they call oh, it spam i'm sorry we'll get there because it's a fake ham okay go ahead <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, there today is one additional ingredient and that is uh potato starch which i think they they just added in like the late 2000s and it does something about like um uh preventing like a gelatinous film from forming on top or something like mm. that that like spam was famous for like it, when you open it up there was like always this jelly on top or something and oh, then they decided people that like that jelly why would they take it away i think everyone just like scraped it off but then they figured out or decided semi-recently that like oh if we just put some of this in there like it <laughs> wouldn't do that and what's a little potato starch right right exactly it's been said many times mm. the hormel company has never stated exactly where the name uh, comes from, although apparently Hormel himself, George Hormel, the guy who started it, mm-hmm. actually, maybe it was Jay, one of the Hormels, yeah. has said that uh, that at the time, he said that it stood for spiced ham. Despite the well, fact that there was that's a lie, no ham. And no spices. And no spices, <laughs> unless you count sugar and salt Which as a spice. no one does. Sugar, salt, sure, but like that's a very generous description to call that spiced ham then um, you say oh the roads are nice and spiced in the winter <laughs> so they don't get icy no no one says that right it doesn't really work and uh it sounds nice it sounds yeah spiced ham sure yeah he's gonna object to that but that's probably not really what it means also a straight up lie so yeah but either way whatever the name may uh stands mm-hmm. for it was uh the name was decided on after they held the contest, a naming contest for this new product. Oh. Um, and I think it must have been like an in-house contest because it's kind of weird to launch like a yeah. national contest for a product that's not out yet that True. no one's ever tried. Uh, so the contest was ended up uh, – it ended up being won by the brother of an executive, a guy named Ken uh, Dagnu. And mm-hmm. um, he won $100 for coming up with the name Spam. Wow, that's not bad. What no, year was this? No, it's a pretty good name. Uh, Spam was introduced in 1937, if I didn't say that. So I, I okay, assume cool. it would have been 1937. No, I meant the prize money wasn't bad. The name, excellent. Top notch. Uh, yeah, well, either way, prize money, I guess, would have come in the same year yeah. that they introduced it, um, which again was 1937. And that was probably the best timing that Hormel could have ever dreamt of. Because of? Well, first, fun fact about dreamt. Did you know that's the only word in uh, English that ends with an MPT? Yes. I Actually, that may be, it may even be the only instance of... No, it's not because empty has E-M-P-T. But yeah, it's the only word that ends with MPT. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. Because why else would any other word do it? What were you going to say was this great timing? Because of the war? The war. Yes. World War Two was... Right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that war is what made Spam a household name. Yeah. Eventually worldwide, you could say. Wow. Because I thought before we started this whole journey, um, my instinct or thought, I knew nothing about Spam, obviously. But the one thing I thought I knew was that it was a wartime creation. 
which it wasn't, but it just worked out that way. Right. Not a wartime creation, but uh, definitely, I, I think without World War Two, perhaps Spam would not be the, uh, well, maybe not even a product anymore. Certainly wow. not well-known all right. around the world. Uh, so millions of troops from the U.S. and other Allied forces needed to be fed mm-hmm. when they were fighting. And it was hard to get fresh meat to soldiers, as you can imagine, like especially when you're in enemy territory, you yeah. know, it's probably hard to just come by tons and tons of cattle to feed hundreds of thousands totally. of people, you know, also, it's just, like, it's not possible. All of it, everything, Do they cooking even it, have like, them? Yeah. It, it's, it's, you just, it's, can't, I, I it's don't a know, nightmare. it's a nightmare. I don't know how they did it without things like spam, um, because World War Two wasn't the first war, True. but uh, anyway, when it's, when it's sealed in a can, and like you said, pointed out refrigeration requires no refrigeration. It suddenly becomes a lot more doable to feed all of these people. Yeah. So pretty quickly, the government was commanding 65% of Hormel's total output. And I think that's across all lines of products, not just spam. Wow. They were 65% of everything Hormel was producing, the government was buying. And in 1941, Hormel was producing 50 million cans of spam per week. Whoa! Yeah, that's a fifty million. Fifty cans million of cans of spam, and the government was buying sixty-five percent of Hormel product, so sixty-five percent of fifty million, but maybe even more of spam. Like yeah. that's how important right. it was to have like actual meat protein yeah. that they could ship out anywhere and stayed good. Yeah, yeah, that could float down a river and you could pluck it out and it's fine <laughs> because it's sealed in this can. You yeah, know, like totally. Uh, and not only was spam shipped over during the war, but also for years after, as Americans remained in Europe and Asia to help rebuild mm-hmm. and in just aid being sent out to these countries, to soldiers giving rations to people, to citizens in these countries, like this stuff was spread far and wide by the tens of millions of cases, cans, whatever, however you want to call it. Um, And on Wikipedia, which is my (laughs) most trusted source, it says that British Prime Minister... um, Sorry. Who? Who? Um, Which one? Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. Yes. Called spam a wartime delicacy after it was applied to the Brits who were forced into rationing. Wow. Because they obviously... We're having so much trouble producing food and distributing it amongst all of their civilians. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. exported so much spam. And I think I, – I know eventually they were producing spam in England as well. I don't know if they were at the time. I think that taste for spam came after the war Makes when sense. people had been introduced to it. So I think this is all coming from the U.S. still just sending over to feed not just the troops but ev- everybody who needed fed. Right? Wow. Wow. Uh, and she called it a wartime delicacy because people just got, whether you liked it or not, it's a delicacy when it's maybe the only thing you're eating that week. Or, or, right. it, or sorry, not that week, that day. Or maybe the only meat you're eating yeah. that week, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like it does become a treat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a treat. Also, Nikita Khrushchev mm-hmm. in his memoir admitted that without spam, we wouldn't have been able to feed our army. Wow. It's like a direct quote from his memoir. Wow. Yeah. Spam was important. Very, yeah, very, very important. So between World War II and the conflicts that would follow in you know the next 10, 15 years mm-hmm. all around the world where Americans were involved, spam had become a true staple like all around the globe, especially in Asia. 
because there was a lot of involvement with U.S. troops in Asia between World War II and Korea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's funny because spam – so it, Hawaii is in there too. Obviously, that factors into World War II. There were tons of people stationed there. Mm-hmm. Spam really took a hold in Hawaii, which people may or may not know listening to this, but it's, it's like just a fun fact. Like spam is really popular in Hawaii. Did you know that? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I had a sense of like Pacific Islanders and spam. Something about them. Yeah. It's so, interesting. Yes. So apparently in the Philippines, um, maybe that's spam, what I thought. It's, maybe it's, that's it. It's you're right. It's all. It's that whole region. We're going to talk yeah. about oh, a few. Okay. Yeah. The Philippines, like. Fried spam with garlic rice and a sunny side up egg is like a really popular breakfast. Wow! Which sounds fantastic, by the way. Honestly, that sounds it does. Really good. What kind of rice? Garlic. Garlicky rice. rice yeah. What? That uh, sounds in great. Japan. It became huge after World War Two. In still, Japan. Yes, in Japan. I uh, thought they only ate the freshest fish from the ocean. <laughs> I think they do. And, and spam. spam. <laughs> yes. Uh, South Korea. Huge in South Korea. Like wow. South Korea is the they eat the most spam in the world besides the U.S. Wow. It's like crazy. Like per capita, you mean? Yes. Uh, they also produce the most spam in the U.S. or in the world besides the U.S. They love spam. Like, <laughs> it's like a real treat over there. Like, um, not Not a treat in, in a sense that, like, you only get it every once yeah. in a while. But like, No, they just really like it. You can buy it. I saw this video online. By the way, I think – oh, shoot. I should have – remember the youtube page it was called like brand stories or something like that um that i got a lot of this information from this guy a really good video about it but he showed they have like gift boxes of spam that you give people i think it's like a really popular gift in uh, south korea to give on i think it was the lunar new year wow i mean like these beautiful looking boxes that have like eight different cans of spam and they're you know not the spam that you see just on the shelf in uh-huh. the grocery store they're like really nice looking cans and Are probably like, flavors and yeah, varieties yeah, that flavors? we don't have here and things like that yeah wow. it's yeah it's weird to us but like cool like they love spam and it's a very different thing there than it is here uh so all of these all of these like like you said island nations in the pacific yeah um they all really like spam and Hawaii in the U.S. eats more spam than any other state per capita. Oh, wow. And like it's the most popular state for spam. Uh-huh. Um, not only because it was introduced to spam in World War II, just like the rest of the world uh-huh. with, you know, military bases there, but all of like so many immigrants from these other countries oh, when they came the to Asian the U.S. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially Japan. Yeah. They all came to Hawaii, you know. Yeah, Hawaii close. just has so many You're immigrants from there, from yeah. these countries, and they brought their taste for spam with them. Also, wow. spam was already there because of the war, so it's like kind of A worlds colliding yeah. at Hawaii, where it's like every spam lover, you know, <laughs> just like meeting in one spot in the Pacific. That's so, so that's funny. what they attribute Hawaii's love of spam to. What? How does Hawaii eat their spam? Do you know? Yes, they in fact. I didn't write down the name of it, but they have a kind of specialty. Um, it's like an. It's like a. Is the word nigiri the yeah. sushi mm-hmm. where it's it's a hand like a roll? Okay, maybe it's is not it, that. Wait, no, maybe you're right. Nigiri is. Um, it's a yes, clump of rice. Just a clump of rice with the fish over it. Yes. Yeah. So it's a clump of rice. Wait, 
with a rectangle of spam over no. top with a band of seaweed connecting it. That's like a, from what I read, a very popular common thing what? in Hawaii. Like super pop, like super common, That's I should say. That's so funny. Yeah. I was like And I forget the name, head. but it's spam. I, I don't think it's nigiri, but something uh-huh. like that. Um, isn't poke from Hawaii? Yeah, uh, that's where we know it from, at least. Right. Uh, I was thinking maybe you could get like a poke bowl, but with chunks of spam. You probably can. Oh, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't really want that maybe either, especially when you're comparing it to fresh tuna. But um, maybe you do. Maybe you do. It just seems salty. That's all. Hawaii loves spam so much that how much does it love it? <laughs> they love spam so much that every year they host the Waikiki Spam Jam. What? Yes, which is <laughs> a food festival where people come up with like restaurants, chefs, food trucks come up with all sorts of creative, fun, delicious uses for spam. Wow! And it's like a really popular festival every year. Aw, that's so cute. Yeah. That sounds fun. I know. Waikiki Spam Jam. I would go. Spam Jam. That's a great name. Great name. There was even a restaurant in, I think it was in uh, Austin, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. that was called something Spamarama, I think like someone's name, and uh, maybe I'm confusing names, (laughs) but anyway, there was a restaurant there that had spam in the title that was just... All spam, everything. Wow. Like everything on the menu had spam as the meat protein. It's kind option. of funny because, you know, I mean, I think this is, I know this is how I felt, and I think a lot of people feel this way that spam is somehow, is like a, you know, low, what am I trying to say? Low quality, low yes, grade, low whatever. Yes, it has that sort of reputation in the US and maybe but, in other places, but it does in the US. But when you look at what the ingredients are, it's like, this is not so bad. We eat so much junk in this country, especially, that why are we acting like spam? Because I think I had this idea, not even like, oh, it's some like low quality thing, but but that it's like nasty kind of. You right, know? that it's some sort of byproduct. Yeah, that it's some sort of exactly. like the stuff that they wouldn't even put in a hot dog. They yeah, they're like, we're just going to throw it in this spam. spam. And do spice the hell out of it so that it doesn't right. have any weird flavor. It's like, no, and, that's and not the case. It. Yeah. yeah, but but it's real. I mean, I'm sure it is very high in sodium. Sure. But re- is that really the. I mean, a can so of. Or tortilla soup. chips. Like, yeah, it, yeah everything it doesn't matter. It has so much sodium It's nowadays. So it's really not. Bad, like it, you know, it kind of sounds funny, like, oh, there's a restaurant where everything's spam, or they have a spam festival, but it's like it's it's not bad, it's just salted meat, that's all, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've totally come around on it, yeah, I'm here for spam, ready to eat it every meal, unless you're eating like an all beef kosher hot dog. Whatever hot dog you've ever eaten in your life is much grosser than spam. Totally. Like, and whatever, like, hungry And man, I'm not even against hot dogs. I like, meal. like, hot dogs are great. But it's just like, yeah, there's, I don't understand where this weird, uh, yeah. like, like, uh, like you said, like, low-grade association with spam SpaghettiOs? What is in that? No one knows. Probably worse stuff than this. It's really impossible to tell. Yeah. Seems like one of those things that just one day somebody decided spam was gross, and then yeah. everyone was like, "Yeah, it is gross." And yeah. that started, you know, like from seven years old, you just like think it's gross for Honestly, some reason. Honestly, yeah. And you I know mean, what it all right, is? let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's probably not the greatest. No, of anything. But, I, but I'm more mean in terms of the ingredients. What's in it? It's not like it's this full of weird stuff no thing. it's not some it's like horrible not. compost probably bin the problem with it is called food yeah it's cheap 
And so people have to be like, oh, it's cheap, so it's blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's probably right. And mm-hmm. I don't know how much it costs. Like I said, I think I bought Spam one time. It was not that long ago either. I mean, within the past four years, what I think... What did you do with it? I think I just fried it and ate it. It was here. You like didn't You didn't invite me to no, this you Spam were, fest. You were invited, if not, maybe try to bite. It was... Do you remember I got it in one of those little pouches? So Spam, of course, comes in a can... But then, you know, over the past couple of years, you start to see, like, uh, those, like, tear-off top pouches that they'll have, like, oh. tuna in and stuff like that. And, I do not recall um, this. This was, like, spam where it's, like, one single... Uh-huh. Uh, single serve spam. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, the size of, like, a deck of cards, maybe a little thinner, and it's just in, like, one of those, like, plastic foil packages that you rip the top off. Mm-hmm. Um And I remember I bought one. I, I don't know. I just saw it at the store, and I was like, I've never had spam. I'm going to eat that. Uh, and I came home and fried it up with breakfast, probably, and I don't remember what I thought of it. But it was probably <laughs> not bad. Great. If you want to visit the Spam Museum, I do in Austin, Minnesota, or attend one of their live online virtual tours every oh. Tuesday and Thursday at oh, 2 wow. p.m. Central. Now I have to put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can do that. You can either go to Austin, Minnesota and physically walk through the Spam Museum, which I think is um, also just as much a museum to the whole Hormel Food Company. Mm. Um, or again, every Tuesday and Thursday, live <laughs> at 2 p.m. Central. Wow. Uh, you may have to book that in advance. I will. Okay, fun facts. Mm-hmm. Ready? Yeah, I love the fun facts. Let's do it. Okay, uh, let me let me save the best for last. Oh, um, Always. Oh, there's a couple best ones. Okay, I'll just hit you with some statistics. First of all, Spam can be bought in 44 countries around the world. Wow. Uh, in, ni- in the 90s, Hormel stated that 3.8 cans of Spam were eaten every second in the United States. Oh, no. Isn't that oh, a lot? That's too much. <laughs> that's like wow. 35 cans since I started that sentence. Jeez, that's that's too much. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot, and it probably got a lot worse because <laughs> in 2019, uh, which is the most recent year I could find statistics for. Um, Thanks a lot, COVID. But also, now that I think of it, here I'll say the stat first. In 2019, Hormel reported a fifth straight year of record-breaking sales of what? spam, and if that's true, there's no way it was any less in 2020 because everybody bought everything yeah, at every grocery true. store and everyone all was like there's gonna be no food exactly. so they bought all the long-lasting stuff i mean i'm sure you couldn't find spam for s- several weeks they're probably the still adding up the sales of 2020 right yeah, now they so, couldn't tell it to you yet uh, let's just assume that 2020 was a sixth straight year and perhaps I, 2021 if the trend was going to continue in the same direction would be the seventh straight year i can't believe i mean i'm very surprised by that because you know there's a lot of things in this country that have been really popular at times and then in general i feel like we have trended toward a little more health intelligence and so we stop eating them so much but here we are spamming it up yeah i I mean i i agree with you it's surprising i would think that the average person if they were asked would say that spam peaked long ago yeah but i would have said that no not at all not even close wow um okay I got two more facts. Let's see. Wow. If they're anything as close to as good as that one, I'm going to be impressed. Okay. I know which one I'm going to save for the last. All right. To date, at least 
or I shouldn't say to date, I should say today, at least 20 flavors slash varieties of Spam are available, including perhaps, not perhaps, definitely the most famous. What? Pumpkin Spice Spam. No. Which was a limited edition Spam in the fall of 2019. Oh, no. So... That's spam jumping the shark. That's too much. In the fall of 2017 or 2018, I don't remember, they posted on Facebook a photoshopped picture of a can of pumpkin spice spam uh-huh. and said, like, just, you know, pumpkin spice season, whatever, when, yeah. you know, people yeah, do I don't that. Know. Yeah, And now. it was a joke, and but it, like, went viral, uh-huh. you know? So the next year, they came out with an actual limited edition pumpkin spice spam. Oh no! And it sold out. Uh, I think, I think it said Walmart sold out online in like seven minutes or something what? like that. Oh no! Yeah, this is getting sad. <laughs> right, this but I think taking a turn. No, something like that is hundred yeah, percent tongue in cheek. Yeah. They probably did a very limited run, knowing that it would sell out, knowing yeah. that it would get them a ton of press, knowing that it's ridiculous. It right. was not a genuine effort. People are going to keep it. And it was a a successful effort either way. So, yeah. What what are some of the other flavors? Do you know? Yeah. uh, Are they just like barbecue? uh, Yeah, nothing too crazy. Teriyaki, Tabasco. um, I said flavors and varieties. So there's like low sodium. But, Mm. I mean, there are 15 flavors. Uh, There's international stuff where it's like some whatever. Like kimchi. Spanish, bacon, whatever the word for that is. You know, it's like. There's chorizo flavor. It's stuff like that. It's nothing crazy or exciting or chorizo unusual. Chorizo sounds good. Yeah, it does, actually. Um, the only, the real outlier, of course, was the pumpkin spice. Yeah, that's rough. And now that I look at it, I wrote pumpkin spice. <laughs> there is no G at the end of pumpkin. <laughs> Whatever. All right, last one. Okay. You made a joke about this in the intro, I think. I did? Yes. Uh, the, the spam emails. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Spam emails. So. I got a ton of them. Spam emails. Uh, first of all, they, that does come from spam, the food product. Why? Because in the 70s, there was a Monty Python sketch where uh, a group of Vikings, and I haven't seen the sketch, and I'm sure many of you have, so I apologize for getting this wrong, but this is what I took from what I was reading. Uh, there was a Monty Python sketch in which a big group of Vikings all simultaneously and for seemingly no reason chant spam. That's <laughs> uh-huh. just the, what they yell okay. in an attempt to drown out all the normal conversation going on around them. Wow. They did, you know, the writers just chose yeah. spam because they thought it was funny, but yeah. that's just what all the, the Vikings, any, when people are trying to talk, they just all go spam, spam. <laughs> so it's drowning out the normal conversation. So when uh, – I don't know who started spam and email, what company, but when the programmers decided, like, what do we call it? these, like, junk yeah. emails that no one wants to see, they called them spam. And it comes from that Monty Python sketch. Which comes from the food that we've been talking about. Whoa. Yes. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, and it's funny because at one point the Hormel company wanted to kind of – put an end to mm-hmm. the name of their product being yeah, used for the name of every email that no one ever wants to read. Yeah. And I don't know if they came to terms or if, I mean, I don't know if it actually went to court and was settled or whatever, but it basically, it ended at, uh, nobody is allowed to, no email provider is allowed to, um, have spam in all caps because that is how uh. their like logo 
of yeah. the name is. Uh-huh. It's it's all caps S P A M. Yeah. So that word's never allowed to appear in anyone's program as all caps. Wow. But but it's allowed truly, to remain like in lowercase. Gmail the your junk mail thing is called spam. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Wow. I know, isn't that cool? Yeah, that's crazy. I've never thought about like never have I dug even the teeniest bit into why are we call it just because now it's a verb like even kids use it in a positive way now like with um commenting on people's stuff they like spam each other oh, and oh, it's right. like you know when you post something it's Sorry, like I like it comment it, it at the same time kind be, of. Be attractive um but yeah but now it's like come around and it's a a good thing you like can want be. people to spam you uh, in that sense. Can be. You do in that sense. Yeah, yeah in that sure. sense. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's. Uh, I thought that was fascinating. I never knew that. And it all goes back to a salty pork shoulder shoved into a can. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I definitely want to buy spam now. We have to. We will. Yeah. Let's it's just say almost that we Thanksgiving, will. so all right, shake I know on what it. we're having instead of turkey. <laughs> Stop. There we go. All right. Uh, any questions? No, you answered all of them. All right, Spamhead. That was honestly so fun. That was a great episode. That was a great suggestion. I mean, I hope people listen to it because they might be like, Spam, that's boring. <laughs> but then it, once you listen to it, your life will be changed. Oh, I really hope people don't see this pop up on their feed and think that it's an unwanted <laughs> like, Spam. fake podcast. Get out of here. Maybe we need to call it, we'll spam, call it spam, not the junkie. Parentheses, now. the food. Parentheses, we promise it's food. No, it's got to be a bracket the second time. Oh, true. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. We'll work on it. We're still workshopping the title. All right. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.